0: Moncrief on News Talk. Now uh, there is an increasing realization among people who run care homes that one element which can really help the elderly is the presence of the young. Hence, the idea of intergenerational care homes: older people and children in the same building who are given the opportunity to mix with each other. Soon, Eggersdorf is co-founder of a charity called Ready Generation, which helps one such uh, helps run one such facility called Belong Chester. Sue, good afternoon to you. Good
1: afternoon. Really uh, lovely to talk to
0: you. Lovely to talk to you too. Could you describe, uh, um, uh, uh, Chester, if you like, the building? You know, uh, Okay. Where, uh, are they all mixed in together or, or does each age group, if you like, have their own area and then mix in the
1: middle? Okay. If I can explain it, it's called a care village. So it's a little bit bigger than a care home, mm-hmm. but it's all under one roof. And we have our designated space for the children, um, designated spaces for our older people, and then we have a shared centre, almost like a little village centre, and we share those spaces together. And that's where all the magic things happen.
0: Yeah, and, and so this happens every day rather than it's just the occasional visit, I assume.
1: We listen- Together, yep. It's just that the older people don't go home at night, and the children do. Hmm. But for the rest of the time, we mix together. Our families mix together in an evening, so we are like an old community, um, like the communities I grew up um, in, in in Lancashire in um, in Northern England.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, and what ages are we talking about? I mean, the children now, uh, not so,
1: the <laughs> Well, it's interesting because um, our older people are really happy to tell you how old they are. Mm. Um, so we're not frightened of age here. So our youngest child is eight months and our oldest person is 100. Gosh! Uh, and age, age just doesn't matter. Children don't notice age like we do as adults. Yeah, they just yeah. see people as their friends. And the same with our older people; they're just happy to to talk with um, children and families. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, and and do is it a kind of a situation where there are shared activities, or you know, the little ones just kind of wander around the place?
1: No, we, we have a curriculum that we've developed, but it's a curriculum for children and older people. Oh. So the older people come to learn, like the children, they come to nursery to learn. So we have some very planned things. And then we also have just spontaneous things like a family would have if you go to your grandma's or granddad's. So we eat together together. Um, We tell stories together, we watch TV together, we snooze together. Um, So we do all the things a family would do, as well as structured learning activities that we have to do, obviously, for our statutory responsibilities to the children.
0: Sure, yeah. And and those learning sessions where all the age groups take part, could you describe what happens in those?
1: (laughs) Well, sometimes it's really, really kind of, quiet learning and sometimes <laughs> it just goes crazy but I'll give you an example, we've got an old guy, we were, we were learning about penguins in nursery and we had a, an old guy that disappeared from the session and he brought down his family's collection of penguins he had a, over a hundred wooden and, um, and metal and all sorts of penguins and that just took the learning to another level, we just spent all the day sorting through these gorgeous little penguins that brought brought the, the children Children's learning to life, really.
0: Oh God. And, and did they make friends with each other?
1: They love each other like you would love your nan or your grandpa. Mm. Um, So they create special bonds. And not all of the children like all of the older people. You know, we're all not meant to like everybody. Sure, yeah. We find our own specific friends. So although we're a lovely community, there are some very deep relationships that develop between children uh, and particular older people. So much so that their parents will say, could you just tell me who Bill is? Because I'd like to invite him to my birthday. Birthday And they go, well, Bill's not in nursery, Bill's 98 and he lives upstairs. (laughs) Um, So they go to each other's birthday parties and it it is just quite special.
0: And so, uh, and if it's possible to quantify such a thing, because just what you described sounds absolutely lovely anyway, how does it benefit the older people and how does it benefit the kids?
1: Uh, Well, this is the main point, reason why we're doing it, because it's more than lovely. We're a research nursery, so we're working with a lot of universities around the UK uh, to actually research the benefits for children and the benefits for older people. So what we find in children is their cognitive, their um, kind of understanding develops much faster because they've got all these adults around them showing them things and teaching them new words. So they learn much faster and our older people that may be at a stage of cognitive decline, we're able to kind of halt that decline a little bit because we're involving them in living and exciting things. And, you know, they have a sense of purpose. And one thing I've learned um, is that our older people will not let children down. If they say they're going to come and help, they're there, they're waiting, yeah. and that's just wonderful for children to have uh, a circle of caring adults around them.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, that's interesting. So they help as well in in that oh, whiteboard yeah, messes them, and that kind of yes. stuff.
1: they're teachers. We make them teach. So we say, we're really busy. We really need your help. We need you to be an educator. So we have our older people plan lessons for the children and teach them alongside us. Oh, my so gosh, yeah. teach them their numbers and their letters and about the world and the places that, you know, older people have lived amazing lives. And so they've got amazing stories. So we don't need storybooks. We've got ready-made storytellers.
0: Yeah. Are there many intergenerational centres in the UK?
1: It's really growing, but I think the difference with ours is uh, a lot of them are co-located, so it may be a nursery in the grounds of a care home. Mm. We're actually living together under the same roof, so we've got much, um, much more immediate access to each other. Um, so, there are lots that are co located, but not so many that are integrated.
0: Yeah. And, and was that, did that, when you were first setting it up, did that present difficulties for you? Did the authorities want to view it as two different places, if you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're under two uh, separate inspection regimes. So, the Older People's uh, Quality Care Commission, and we're under the Ofsted regulations. And there were lots of concerns from those regulators about safeguarding, is an obvious one. Mm. Infection control, because this was just after COVID, Um, and we've actually proved over two years that that well-managed, those things don't need to be barriers that they have to be thought about and we've got to be sensible about it, but they don't need to be things that stop people from connecting with each other.
0: Yeah, because walking down the street, uh, many of those concerns are there anyway. Uh, no, yeah. No, yeah no matter we what we are
1: sensible. You're... We don't take a poorly child to see a poorly older person. That mm. would be silly. Yeah. Um, so we are really careful. Um, but the benefits. I say, let's think about the risk benefits rather than the, you know, the worries around risk.
0: Yeah. Sue, thanks very much for speaking with us today. That was Sue Eggersdorf, there, uh, co-founder of the charity, uh, the uh, Ready Generation uh, Charity. Moncrief, weekdays at two pm on News Talk.